Hello, listeners. Chelsea here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Fables Around the Table, she is going to be playing Morkborg, so there's going to be copious amounts of bloody, gory, uh, like, death metal-inspired imagery and vibes, so... If you are not in for a sort of intense kind of season, you might want to give this one a skip. Just wanted to make sure everyone's safe. Please enjoy Fables Around the Table She! So you guys have just come through a very cold and arduous journey, almost lonely as you make your way into Kyrgyz. Um, The environment is cold and dingy, colorless and lifeless. Um, There's almost this feeling of like uh, sensory um, deprivation from the nothingness around you. Um, You're like chilled to the core from just the, the absence of warmth of the area. Um, following the directions, of course, you've got from, from Quart. Um, you approach this building in this frozen wasteland. It has this supernatural sense of warmth to it, and you're not exactly sure if that's due to just, like, the, um, the, the, the juxtaposition of the cold, lifeless, like, nothingness you've been subjected for the last few days, or if there's, like, something, like, truly magical about it um as you approach um it's interesting to you there's not like a lot of hills or mountains in the area but until you were like right on top of this building um it seemed like it was lost in the scenery which seems like sort of like a, a mundane detail until you take a closer look um you realize this building just towers above you and it looks like other chunks of buildings were sort of, like, licked and stuck together to create this, like, weird hodgepodge kind of place. It's got all kinds of textures and materials all sort of, like, congealed together to create this amalgamation. Um, and although it's sort of, like, disturbing at first to have, like, all of these different kinds of structures, like, taped together in some way, um... There's something strangely organic and warm to it. Um, Maybe it's just because you've seen absolutely nothing the past couple days, but just like the the ace in the tree and the the non-straight lines. And there's something really comfortable about this place. Um, As you approach the 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 building there are these two big double doors both ornately decorated um but not the same it sort of adds to the like janky eccentricness of the building (laughs) um so what do you guys think of this place uh it's quite lovely yona thinks it's ugly it is (laughs) It is like nothing Torben has ever seen before. Yeah, there is something really kind of like otherworldly to it. Like even the places you've been, like even back in Schleswig, as gaudy and like overdesigned as that city looked, it's just no way comparable to this. Um there's a surprising hominess and and like I said comfort to it. Um, even though you're not sure where that that might exactly be coming from. Well, should we should we head in? Mm, yes, all right. Yeah, let's go ahead and go inside. Yeah, so you guys open the door, um, and when you open the door, there's like mm-hmm. uh, the Morkborg equivalent of a bouncer, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's he's wearing the equivalent of um, a mask and, and leather armor that really looks more like um, like bondage gear than anything else. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over the three of you curiously and asks, um, "Do do you have business here?" We're here to see Lady Adriana. Are you? How did you find out about her? Well, sort of a confluence of things, but. 
Long story short, a man we had done business with in Schleswig recommended we come here for more work. That is why we were sent here, wasn't it? Were we or were we following up on the marks? I think we were following up, right? Yeah, um Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, after you um showed Clort your your sick hand tats. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clort said yeah. that she might know some 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 hot goss okay. about that. Um, I'll I'll say this. I say that then. I say the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> he stops and scratches his chin and goes, "Oh yes, the plot thing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we are the main characters in this world. <laughs> <laughs> you are a mere NPC." <laughs> You should already know why we're here. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, he 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 listens to your story and he he looks over you you guys and um he asks um where where did you get this information? Uh Schleswig, you said? I feel like we shouldn't tell him. <laughs> Can... Yotna looks like she doesn't trust this guy. <laughs> when he says Schleswig, does is it like is he saying it's sus- he, that he that it's suspicious that we've said that, or is it just like a am I remembering that right kind of question? Um, it's it's more like am I remembering that right? Okay. Um. Yes, our former employer is based out of the city. He, he he shifts his weight and thinks for a moment before um, you like see a light go off. You can see his eyes like light up through the mask. He says, Oh, you must know Clort. Uh, do we know a Clort? <laughs> um, with, without speaking to the bouncer, but like very, or without looking at the bouncer, but clearly talking to him, um, I turn towards Nathair and just go, Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, okay, then. <laughs> um, uh, he he nods and goes, All right, that that checks out. Allow me to take you to the seating area, and I will let the lady know you are here. Um, and he turns around and leads you into the building. Um, and... As he does, you get a better look at him in his um, scantily clad armor as he leads you into this next area. Ooh. Assless chaps. Could it be anything else? <laughs> <laughs> There's a warm fire that burns in the center of this area. Um, and circling it, there's just a, a sea of pillows. You've never like really seen anything quite like this. Um, it looks like the most comfy place you have ever been, both in and out of character. <laughs> um, tapestries sort of hang down off the walls, and there's this um, organic texture to it. Uh, not not organic as in like fleshy and gross, but there's like a liveliness to it that's different than the um, mm-hmm. the the deadness mm-hmm. that you are used to in the aesthetics of these kinds of buildings. Um, and in this room, there's a few people strewn about, just sort of, like, lounging and vibing. Uh, they're trying to look as attractive as possible. Resting boobily. Um, <laughs> resting boobily. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few of them start batting eyelashes in your direction. Um, these people are not well-looking, Um, And I don't mean that in the way that they look, like, diseased or anything like that. I mean sort of in the way that, like, this is Workborg and everybody is just, like, a teeny bit gnarly. (laughs) Hmm. And are these people clients or employees? Or is it a mixture? Um, It's a mixture. Um, Some of them are paired off together already, like... um, you know, casually pawing at each other and uh, whispering sweet nothings you can just barely catch that range between very sweet and soft and um, very, very explicit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There are a few that are off by themselves, but judging how they're sort of dressed in, like, these these long open robes or some kind of, uh, like, 
like royal fanciful kind of clothing um you can tell that fashion is being attempted and whether or not it is successful is up to you <laughs> you don't know we'll be the judge of that <laughs> um but you can assume by by dress they are probably the people mm. who work here okay hmm. um but yeah the guy sort of just used for you to hang here and he like ascends this beautiful staircase that um it uh, encompasses the room um, along the, the outside walls. Um, up and up it goes. Uh, it almost gives you vertigo to look up at it as it climbs higher and higher and higher. Uh, the interior of this building is very confusing <laughs> as compared to what you guys saw on the outside. While you're sitting there, the three of you notice the, um, the, the brand on your hand becoming irritated. Um, it's not causing you pain, per se, um, but you're, like, very aware of it and the shape that's uh, rendered into your hand. Mm, I think uh, we have, I have a rash. <laughs> I try and rub it off. Yona rolls her eyes. <laughs> oh, huh. What is this mark? Just a loud, deep sigh from Torben. <laughs> Torben is already sick of this shit. <laughs> it's only five minutes into the episode, and Torben's like, "Uh." The session and the trip here and the trip to Schleswig yeah. before that. How does he keep getting wrapped up with these people? <laughs> <laughs> um, so as they're quietly hanging out, um, a woman approaches them. She's got this airy robe that hangs off her body. Um, the way she's swimming in the fabric just uh, makes it apparent how emaciated she is. Um, even though she has sort of this um, gangly appearance to her, you can tell she's really skilled at what she does. Um, her movements give off the persona of uh, a, a, a fleshy, buxom woman as she daintily lays herself across the soft pillows beside you. Uh, she strikes her most seductive pose uh, and looks up at the three of you and she smiles and she says, Oh, it's not often we get new blood here. Yotna raises an eyebrow and just kind of ignores her and continues like picking at her gross <laughs> fingernails. Uh, I don't think you want to talk to me, Torben. Is this... No. A friend of yours. Um, we're. Um, I turn to the lady and just say, um, oh. "We're not interested. We're here on business." Oh, everyone does a little bit of business here. It just might not be the kind you keep on the books. Uh, I, I don't know I if don't that know. was a illegal crime joke or a sex joke. Well, honey, if you play your cards right, it could be both. <laughs> 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 well, uh, unless you're Lady Adriana, we have no business with you. Um, she, she sort of playfully pouts, um, and she says, "Oh, it's such a shame. Everyone comes to see the lady, but the rest of us have needs too, you know." Why does everyone come to see this lady? Oh, do you not know the story of Lady Adriana? Uh, if you've told me, I'm sorry. I'm afraid I've forgotten. She laughs. Oh, don't worry about it. I understand that people as distinguished as you might have problems remembering <laughs> all of their adventures. And she she sits up in this position that gives the air of a dramatic storyteller uh, while totally flashing some boob at the three of you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Adriana is an amazing case. She seems to know things that no one else could possibly know. And yet, she is discounted and hunted. Treated like some lowly whore. No one understands who she could possibly be. Mm, who could she be? Well, you haven't heard it from me, as ladies don't gossip, you know. Yes, yes, of course. Some say that she has been touched by one of the holy basilisk gods, gifted with unnatural abilities, and one of the only true oracles of she. 
Yotna is still very unimpressed because she doesn't really believe in any of that stuff. So she just kind of continues to pick out her nails and sighs and says, Don't bother saying anything else. He's just going to forget it in a minute anyway. Can she help me? Oh, honey, don't worry. We can all help you. I mean, help me remember. Well, she does seem to have a knack for things like that, so I bet if you ask her real nice, she could help. Mm, I will, I will. How long has Lady Adriana had these powers? It's hard to say. No one truly knows how old she is, though very few are bold enough to ask. It's improper to ask a woman her age, Torben. I didn't ask how old she was, I ask how long she's been able to have these powers. Hmm. Well, if you ask her, it'd be about as long as she can remember. If you ask me, it'd be as long as I've known her. And if you count the numbers, I suppose that's at least ten years. That's more than most people live nowadays. Oh, that's so very true. You're so funny. Only a lady of such class as yourself could possibly carry a humor such as yours. <laughs> Yotna rolls her eyes again. <laughs> though, the, um, though the woman looks over at the three of you again and she notices um, Yotna picking at her hands. Oh, you have such beautiful hands, my dear. What happened that you have such an intricate wound on this one? And she um, gestures to the, the hand with the brand on it. Uh, Yotna is going to, like, tug her sleeve over her hand and say, none of your business. Oh, my apologies. I didn't mean to protrude. Oh, <laughs> protrude. I mean intrude. <laughs> so I think she meant to do that. <laughs> when you accidentally do sex jokes. <laughs> if you don't mind, um, I do believe we're going to wait for Lady uh, Adriana. Oh, of course, honey. I just thought I might keep you company. And she readjusts herself again. And um, as she does, the man that you met at the door returns from the, the, the ever-ascending stairs. <laughs> he, he chuckles to himself and says, Felbin, why don't you leave this lot alone? They're not here for you. And um, she, she pouts and, and strikes another pose. And she says, you don't have to make faces and bully me, you know. Can't a girl look for a little love around here? And um, she scurries off as he laughs. Um, he, he turns to you three and he says, I'm sorry about her. She, she gets a little excited when the new clientele shows up. Uh, I don't think we're clients here, per se. <laughs> he, he chuckles and knowingly nods and he says, um... Yes, uh, of course. If you ascend these stairs, you'll find Lady Adriana in the very top room. Finally. Mm, thank you, dear boy. And the will begin slowly but surely making his way up the stairs. Oh god, it's gonna take him forever. It's gonna take a minute, yep. <laughs> so, on the lengthy journey up, um, I will quietly tell my companions I don't know how much we should trust Lady Adriana. I don't know how much we should trust anyone in this building. Mm -mm. We just need to ask our questions and leave. Yotna is trying to hide the fact that she's gasping for breath going up these stairs. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she says, I just want this stupid mark off of my hand. And maybe she has answers, and maybe she doesn't, but everything she says, I think, needs to be taken with a grain of salt. I agree. Mm, yes, alright. Jesus, how many of these stairs are there? <laughs> 35 stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, so after the arduous task of climbing these stairs that reach up into the heavens, um, the three of you take a breath outside of the doors of, um, of, of Lady Adriana's chambers. Uh, when you push them open, you're met with this very, like, painting-like scene. Um, 
There's a beam of warm uh, sunlight. Um, it sort of beams down through the center of the room, creating this like really cool spotlight effect. Uh, in the center of the spotlight, there is a woman sitting down um, with many layers of tattered fabric cascading against her, uh, multiple robes and different shades of this very um, warm, inviting red color. She's got matted yet beautiful hair that's just slicked back with sweat and grime. Her face is caked with years-old makeup, but somehow you can still see her delicate features underneath. But before you can really take in any of those really neat details, <laughs> you immediately notice the giant sword that has plunged through her chest as she sits very still on the ground. Uh, when she finally looks at you, um, it is incredibly startling. <laughs> Considering, you know, the giant sword that's seemingly pinning her to the ground and all. Um, but she reaches forward and waves to- to- for- for the three of you to enter the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody stabbed her. Uh, Torben will, like, uh, uneasily walk toward, um... Are there, like, chairs set up in this room, or is it, like, pillows, like, down below? Uh, it's, like, it's, like, pillows down below. Corbin's gonna stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't trust what those pillows might, might have on them. <laughs> Yotna's absolutely gonna sit because she's out of breath. <laughs> but she's gonna sit kind of far away. Um... Nathara's gonna call out to her, young lady, do you need help? Um, she laughs softly with this, um, very serene tone to her voice. No, but I understand the three of you need mine. What the hell happened to you? Uh, she laughs. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Why do you have a sword through you? She, she gazes up at it and she chuckles again. Oh, you know, these days I barely notice it. It is quite noticeable, I must say. Even I can see it from here. Yotna just kind of nods. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> she, she laughs and she says, Please do not be alarmed. It is just an extension of me. As much as an arm, a leg, or even my eyes. And as you watch her further, you can see her eyes sort of dart around the room. Um, she's facing the three of you, and there's, like, no confusion that she's talking <laughs> to you. Um, but she's never quite making eye contact. It's hard to determine whether she's just kind of, like, this really kind of spacey person, or perhaps she's looking at something that really can't be perceived by the group. Uh, lady, we came here, um, Torben, why did we come here? Um, clearly uncomfortable with the idea of talking to this woman. Uh, Torben is just going to kind of sputter out. Um, we uh, have these marks on our hands, and we want to know what they are. Oh, yes. And he'll um, pull his glove off and show her uh, the back of his hand. She She reaches out to Torben, and she asks... May I feel? Please don't. Here, you can look at mine. And Nathara will begin a little bit quicker than usual approaching her. <laughs> um, a little a little skip in his step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she takes his hand and very gently feels the back of his hand, um, her fingers tracing the, the, the brand that's that's been uh, carved in. Her hands are surprisingly soft, which is mostly startling because of the um, <laughs> the natural kind of oily, grimy state of most people. <laughs> mm. But um, she she looks at the brand as she's um, feeling it, and she looks at the side and into the air, and slowly um, this knowing smile appears on her face, and and she says. Um, Oh, gosh, what would be the coolest thing to say right now? <laughs> words. Um, she should say she, words. She just she just <laughs> opens her mouth and yells to the heavens. 
Um, she she sort of mutters to herself very quietly as she strokes the the brand. Um, her fingers tracing along each line very intently. Um, before she finally looks surprised and she says, "Oh, that's not her mark." And whose is it? What? Whose mark is it then? It would seem someone is trying to pull on the power of she. It is. It is so out of balance. What does that mean? What do you mean? Um, she taps on one part in particular of the brand and, um, the fair, you can feel a wave of pain just shoot right up through your <sighs> arm. Please um, don't. She doesn't seem to notice um, your pain as she quizzically looks at the, the brand and goes, It's so heavy right here. But over here, it's it's so light. And she, she prods that part in particular, and suddenly the pain is alleviated. <sighs> what do you know of this? Um, she thinks for a moment and reaches to her side. Um, there are various abron bowls filled with um, different colored ashes. Uh, she dips her hand into one of them, and with her hand all schmutzed up, she she draws on top of the the marking on the Thayer's hands. Um, she feels around and she mutters to herself again, and she says, "I can see them. Those." who bend the bodies of others. What are they looking for? Why do they choose to? And she trails off for a moment before looking to the other two. Please, may I see your hands? Yotna stands up and comes over and shows her her hand. Uh, she feels Yotna's too and gets ash all over her hand. Um, she says... Oh, I see. You too have lost so much. Uh, T Torben will walk up cautiously and hold his hand out um, and just say, be careful. And and she takes Torben's hand and she rubs ash on this as well. Um, as she's sort of prodding around at it, she sort of makes this um, painful face. Um, like... It's almost like somebody's remembered something very unpleasant. Um, and she looks up to the sky uh, towards the, the source of the light, and she sort of, not to anyone in particular, says, You've taken of communion. What do you know about them? Do they still exist? Yes, they do. Well, what do they want from us? I... I don't know. She continues to, to prod it, the, the brand on Torben's hand. Could it be you're being summoned? Summoned to what? To where? Um, she thinks for a moment and uh, reaches once again into a, 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 a bowl full of ash, um, this one a different color. Um, it's this uh, purple mauvey color. Uh, she takes a handful of it and smells it deeply um, before she throws it into the air. The, the sudden action is alarming to the three of you, especially now that um, there's this big uh, purple uh, ash cloud now filling the room. Um, but what surprises you the most is that the air seems to fill of um, the scent of pine trees and a, um, the general smells of, of a forest-like area. Hmm. Better than the smell of blood and decay. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the meat coliseum. <laughs> yep. Um, she reaches up to sort of paw through the falling ash um, and rubs her hand in, in the residue um, before before she says, it seems like what you may seek is in Sarkash. Oh, I don't want to go back there. Can you be a little bit more specific? Yes. Let me tell you what I know. And she stands up. Her size is sort of stunning. Uh, she's a lot taller than you might have thought. Uh, 
this really larger-than-life figure standing in front of you, uh, especially with the giant sword, you know, piercing through her chest, not really seeming to stop her oh. movement at all. Um, she reaches up into the sky and um, starts to dance in this really off-putting way. Her body jerks around wildly, and you can see the sword slip and cut her flesh as she moves. Uh, you watch this disturbingly beautiful display, and at one point she suddenly stops, her legs apart and her back arched back, and she roars up to the light that shines through the ceiling. Um, it's, it's this really, like, bestial cry as compared to how she'd been speaking to you, um, before this. Um, what kind of reactions are you having to this? <laughs> Jotun is gonna jump back. <laughs> yeah, Torvin is gonna put himself, um, make sure the other two are backing up and sort of position himself um, in the front. Nathair's just gonna kind of like jaw agape, stare in wonder at what is happening and maybe back up like a step or two, but probably not that much. Yeah, so I'll I'll take Nether by like the shoulder and sort of drag him back as I step. It's not difficult to do by any means. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, the sexy lady's being scary. (laughs) (laughs) Is is this our lady Demetrius? Not by original intent, but (laughs) if that's how she touches you, then (laughs) I say that's. That's headcanon now. It ain't going. It ain't going away. Fan art. Fan <laughs> art. Fan art. Um. So after she yells, she holds this pose for a moment before she kneels back down um, onto the floor. Um. She erratically sort of looks around the room. There's sort of like um, an, an anxiousness in 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 her her movements. She, she is hungry. And she needs more. She wants you to go to her. Why won't you go to her? Yotna is clearly not liking this and kind of backs towards the door. Who? You're clearly not talking about she. Who are you talking about? Her head jerks towards Torben and she gives him this um, toothy smile. Um, almost as if she's trying to bear fangs. Um, but she is clearly a human and has no fangs to bear. <laughs> um, but she continues, She, she's like you. She has no name, but she's deeply loved, and she wants you to love her too. Where is she? She jerks herself up into standing position again, and warps her body into this tall sort of structure. Uh, she wraps her arms together as she raises them into the sky. Uh, it sort of resembles this lone misshapen tower. Uh, she says, Deep in Sarkash, there is a structure filled with the bodies. Made with carnage and flesh, she waits for you there. Will you go to her? The fair terrified looks to Torben. Um, we have what we need. Get out of here. Yotna does not need to be told twice. Yeah, I'll start booking it for the door. <laughs> Hello, listeners. I hope you've been enjoying this episode of Fables Around the Table, She. It's nice to be in a place where everyone isn't trying to kill everyone else immediately, huh? <laughs> Um, as a reminder, we are playing Morkborg, a self-described doom metal album of a game. It's designed by Pelle Nilsson and published by Free League Publishing. If you can get your hands on a physical copy of this game, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Allow me to introduce you to our players. First up is Josh Medor playing Torben. Josh is a good friend to us at Project Derailed, and we're so happy to have him as a cast member for the season. Next, playing Yotna is Annalise Torella. Annalise is an excellent artist and our resident metalhead, and she has been giving us so much um, metal insight to to the season. Uh, finally, Garrett Kimmel plays our favorite old man, Nathair. 
You'll know Garrett from previous season of Fables Around the Table Curse, which I have been informed I have said the wrong season in the past two episodes. So I do have it right this time. Uh, Garrett was on our first season, Curse. <laughs> it is a very good season. Please go listen to it. Um, Garrett is a member of Northern Weather, a Midwest emo band who in the past couple months has released their first album, A Shade of Melancholy. Um, if you're interested in checking that out, you can find Northern Weather on Bandcamp and Spotify, and you can follow the band on Twitter, at Northern Weather, but with no vowels. Also, I'm Chelsea Rexinger. I'm the art director at Project Derailed, and you'll know me from other Project Derailed podcasts like Cape Chronicles, a Masks actual play, where I play Royale, as well as many Fable seasons, including Tainted Love, Tiffany, and our previous season, Candlelight. And speaking of candles, I'm also co-owner of Plot Kindling Candles, a candle business dedicated to turning your tabletop characters into their own scented candles. You can find us online at etsy.com slash shop slash plot kindling candles to start the process of designing your own custom character candle today. I also want to give a special shout out to Tom Goldthwaite for working on some of the music used in She. Uh, the tracks he developed really helped shape the season into the final product, and it wouldn't be the same without your help. If you like what we've been doing here on Fables or one of our other fine podcasts, you can support us on Patreon. Just $5 a month can give you access to extended retrospectives for Tales of the Voidfarer, a D&D 5e actual play podcast inspired by the Spelljammer setting, and Cape Chronicles, our Masks actual play, as well as bonus content for It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, and a whole separate podcast called Off the Rails, where the derailed crew chats about their goings-ons. You can find a link to our Patreon on our website at projectderailed.com and also in our show notes. Another thing that you can do to help the podcast is to give us a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Music. If you've enjoyed the time you spent with us, that is an excellent way to let us know. Or if you'd like to tell us another way, you can join our Discord. There's a link in the show notes and on our website to join our Discord server where you can talk to all of us in real time. Uh, thank you for listening to Fables Around the Table. Please enjoy the rest of the episode. And as you guys move towards the door, you can actually hear footsteps approach. Uh, metal boots quickly making their way up the stairs towards this chamber. Um, before you can actually exit the room, the doors are thrust open, and there's a handful of knights standing there. Um, knights that you recognize from the court of the um, the Blood Countess, Anthelia. As um, Yotna and Nithair are stepping out of the room, like, as I start to hear these footsteps, um, do I have time to get, like, one question out? Uh, yeah, sure. Did they do this to her, too? Referring to, like, my condition. Did Is she a product of uh, the uh, communion of the balanced? Uh, she releases her arms and she sits back down. She nods and she says, Yes, she is your kin. And that's when Torben will start making his way to the door. Uh, yeah, and the doors burst open, and the knights are there. Uh, they have their swords drawn and are very, very unhappy looking. <laughs> and Thelia's knights. Um, I, I just sort of put my hands, like, lazily out to the side, like, sort of hands up, but like, <laughs> eh, to show I'm not armed, or that I'm not brandishing a weapon at the very least. Um, Nathera will kind of stand up straighter and a little bit more confident than you've probably ever seen him do. Um, he'll look back to the two of you and say, you should probably back up. Yotna definitely gets the hell out of the way. Um, I'm gonna look over my shoulder and what is, um, Adriana's reaction to this? Um, her manner doesn't seem to have changed really, um, at all. Okay. But, um... I'll yeah. take some steps back as 
12 um, so yeah as you guys back off um, you feel this cold chill go down your spine um, and as you look outside uh, the door you can hear another set of footsteps come up um, and you can feel the warmth and the light inside this room starts to drain very quickly I think we should try and get out of here um, before anybody tries to do that, Nathair's gonna, like, hold his hand out for you to not do anything just yet. And as long as you guys are greater than 30 feet away, he's gonna try and do his death power again. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> do we have room, do we have room to back up that far? Uh, yeah, I'll allow that. Uh, do you guys move her with you, or do you just sort of kind of let her, uh... I, I will let her make her own decisions. She is a grown <laughs> woman who can fend for herself. Um, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, so she doesn't move. Um, okay, let me... How, how do spells work? Um... You know, you, you think after playing this game for three hours, we know how well, the game works. Well, to be works. fair, I think there's only been, like, a spell cast yeah. twice. Uh, so I believe I roll a d20. Um, and there yeah. is mm -hmm. a chart somewhere. Um, so happens. it's presence dr12. So yeah, roll okay. a d20. You need to beat a 12. Need and then 12. the chart... Yeah, the chart is um, if you roll a um, a nat one. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let's see what happens this time. Yeah, okay. Let's see if you can beat a 12. Sure can't. I rolled a six. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... <laughs> um, so Nathair has another yeah. alley. Um... <laughs> and you'll lose. Uh, do you want to roll evens or odds to see if you lose one HP or two? Well, that'll be very important to know. Um, I rolled evens, so. Mm. Let's say you lose only one HP due to uh, due okay. to GM powers. <laughs> Magic. There looks um, very bad. Okay. Um. Um. Do you have to brandish your scroll to use it? Um, I don't think so. Um, okay. Okay, so, the other two. <laughs> you see that they're clearly trying to do something as he waves you away, but nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And you see him make this big, like, <laughs> oh, <no>. sound. <laughs> Just a, a big ol' oof. <laughs> the knights look confused. But disregard this as an old man having problems, I guess. <laughs> poor, poor the fair man. Ah. Third time's the charm. Yeah, he he's trying. He and that's trying. what counts. <laughs> Let's hope. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Um, but the knights turn their attention back to Adriana. And a cold wind bursts through the room as the Blood Countess reveals herself in the open doorway. Athelia is just as beautiful as everyone says. Um, her features almost look as if she was molded from porcelain, um, which matched the rumors you've heard about her. Uh, she pays no mind to the three of you as she approaches Adriana, who is still smiling on the floor, but... Even in the short time you've come to know each other, you know this doesn't feel sincere. Um, this is a smile that seems to be masking some kind of fear. Um, <laughs> uh, Torben's peasant instincts are going to kick in, and he's going to drop to a knee um, and just sort of look at, like, not make eye contact um, with, with the Countess. Nathair begins giggling profusely. <laughs> That's right, I forgot! <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think this is a very good time to do that. Yep. AKA the worst time to do it. Um, one of the knights approach Nathair with their sword drawn and, and points it at him. Um, but Anthelio hand waves him away like, my guy, this 
old man is not worth your blade. <laughs> um, and the longer that Anthelia stands in this room, the colder it gets. Um, the the light that shines down from above loses its its warm yellowness. Um, it even seems to dim a little bit. The the reds in Lady Adriana's robes and fabrics in the room start to turn into this um, this lifeless, decrepit gray. Um, Anthelia looks over Adriana. Her face is very stoic. Um, there's clearly an air of disgust that resonates through her, um, though her face does not contort to show it. She says, We've been trying to find you for a long time. It's unfortunate you've brought these unseemly activities to my kingdom. You are the scorn of all of Kargus. Um, and she reaches forward and grabs onto the handle of the sword sticking out of Adriana's chest. Uh, for the first time since you've arrived to this place, Adriana stops smiling. Is she gonna kill her? <laughs> Yana's like, oh no. <laughs> Adriana reaches up, grabbing onto the sword, holding onto the blade. Uh, her hands start bleeding as she does her best to keep the blade in place. Um, the three of you see something that you don't think anyone has ever seen before. Uh, as Anthelia looks down upon Adriana's desperation, she cracks the smallest smile. Then, with amazing grace and strength, she pulls the longsword out of Adriana, who collapses onto the ground. Almost all of the color now gone from this room. Uh, the three of you are overcome by this frigid cold. And Thelia laughs as she watches the thick blood drip from the longsword before she drops it onto the ground and she turns to leave. She says to the knights, All right, do what you please to this place. I want it gone before you return. And as she leaves, the knights turn to the three of you, ready to strike. How many are there? Well, conveniently enough, there are three of them. <laughs> oh. Um, it, in between fits of laughing, Nathar is going to say, <laughs> we, we should run. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he will start trying to book his way out the door if he can. Yotna is on his tail to get the hell out. Torben is gonna... Um, from his kneeling position, is gonna sort of bring his head up and, um, like, crack his knuckles and neck a little bit and do what he can to induce some sort of change. Yeah, um... So let's find out what that is. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Um, let's see what oh. kind of animal friend you turn into. We are at the opposite end of the spectrum this week. We are a murder-plagued rat. <laughs> nice! So, um, so, um, is Torben, like, starts to stand up, um, his bones and flesh start to twist and crack and all sorts of disgusting noises. Um, is the armor and um, just eventually falls to the ground and um, a little rat scurries uh, towards the door. <laughs> nice. Um, so this greatly alarms the knights. <laughs> They've never seen anything like this happen before and they are very, very startled and shaken by watching this happen. <laughs> um, okay, let me look at the combat rules. Um, do I just let you guys... Um, so I'm trying to decide if I want you guys to roll for combat since you're just trying to, to get away. Um, how about we do it this way? Um, can the three of you make me an agility roll? with um, a DR-14 um, to get away from the knights. And then, depending if you um, succeed in that, we'll talk about um, getting into real combat stuff if necessary. So that's a, that's an 18 right. for Nathair. Um, so on, the, um, on my 
on my class sheet, mm -hmm. it says agility tests, including defense, are DR8. Would that also apply to this? Yes, it would. Then? Okay. So, and as far as I know, I still keep all of my stats and everything. Unless it specifies otherwise. Yes, I believe that's um, how it works for your animal okay. transformations. Okay. Yotna got an eight. Ooh. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, Torben rolled a 19, which becomes a 17. Nice! Um, okay. So, if that is the case... <laughs> Let's do it this way, I guess. Um, so, Nathair, you're able to push past the pites as they're startled by Torben's transformation. Okay. And, um, Torben, you're a small rat friend now, so you're able to scurry your way out of there, no big deal. Um, but Yotna, you're, you're also sort of alarmed by, by Torben's transformation. Um, like, you've seen him transform before, but you weren't expecting to see him change into a, a, a filthy, dirty rat. Yeah, not a fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you're startled for a hot second, and while you're sort of, like, distracted by that, you accidentally bump directly into a knight. Oh, no. Um, you're able to sort of, like, slide past him, but he is now, like, heavily in pursuit of you. Uh-oh. Um. Yotna's gonna book it for the stairs that she just spent forever coming up. <laughs> um. Uh, Yeah. Can you um, roll me another agility check, sure. and this time with a DR of 12? All right. That is an 11. Oh. <laughs> She's oh, not oh, doing great. No. <laughs> oh, man. She needs to work on her cardio. Don't skip leg day, Yotna. <laughs> um, okay, <Yeah>. so... <laughs> What's going to happen is um, this knight catches up to you and grabs a hold of you. Um, but because you're on stairs and it's not like flat ground, you start to just like tumble down the stairs together. Um, so can you roll me a d4 um, to see how much damage you take by um, tumbling down the stairs with this knight? Um, would this be in a position that um, little tiny rat Torben <laughs> would be aware of? Like whether it's seeing or hearing it? Uh, yeah, no, you can you can totally okay. see everything that's I, happening. I rolled a um, one, luckily. Excellent. Yeah, you take one damage and you're able to have this <laughs> okay. giant knight in you know metal heavy armor not fall on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I am gonna run back up in. Start trying to bite this guy. All right. Yeah. Um. I guess that's a strength check. Okay. Um. And since you're a little mousy boy, and he's like confused from the tumble, um, give me a dr ten to uh, to give him a little nibble. <laughs> okay. Strength, don't fail me now. Nat twenty. Hey, that's a nice. that's a crit. It sure is. <laughs> uh, so I don't. Are that is a strong rat. So are I don't remember. Are crits in this just double damage? Um. Yes, okay. it's double damage, and any armor the person is wearing is reduced by one tier. Okay. So that is, eh, a one on the damage. Um, which gets doubled to two. Okay, good, nice. Um, but, but he needs to make a presence check, a DR fourteen. Ooh, okay, all right, I feel you. Uh, let's see if I am the botch queen tonight. Botch it, botch it, botch it. Oh, you bet your ass <laughs> I am. I rolled a two. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um. So with that, um, as uh, Rat Torben's teeth sink into his flesh, um, he lets out like this yell of pain and his eyes go blood red. And he is now in a frenzy where he 
a, must attack his closest ally until either is dead. Yes! <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, alright, yeah. So, the knight stands up and pulls the rat off his face. Um, and, and throws you to the ground, Torbin. Uh, you don't take damage or anything since he's just, like, doing a, like, a reflexive kind of action. And, um, his buddies come out from the room up top, like, uh... Hey, Jeff, you okay? Jeff! <laughs> <laughs> um, and with this new this newfound wrath filling him, the infected knight brandishes his sword um, up the stairs towards his buddies and uh, charges straight up them with vigor, uh, making an opportunity for the three of you to get away. Let's go! Yeah, booking it with all the might that an old man can uh yeah (laughs) so um you guys all come down the stairs um and you discover that all of the people that you saw when you have arrived are now um deceased it appears as if the knights or maybe even anthelia herself swept through this entire room um slaughtering just everyone mercilessly um You've been around death and gore to this extent before, um, but what really makes your stomach turn is just the freezing silence that fills the room. Um, to say this room is now lifeless would be an understatement. Um, it's almost as if the fact that there used to be warmth or life or, or anything here has been erased in such a way that you're almost not even sure if um, the memory you have from an hour ago is even real. Um, and especially now that you're looking at it again, uh, on top of corpses filling this room just, just everywhere, um, Anthelia has drained every little bit of color, um, from this one final bastion away from her bitter, chilling rain. Um, you leave this behind and step outside into, um, the, the cold wilderness again, and you feel this rumble through the ground, um, when you turn back, you can see the building is starting to crumble underneath itself. Um, bits of the structure are falling off and disintegrating. Years and years of decay catching up with it as it releases one last cry of defiance. Um, and the building turns to dust before your eyes. You're, you're left with this overwhelming sensation of um, isolation. The, the crushing cold and numbing lifelessness of Kyrgyz surrounds you, and if it wasn't for the dull thumping of your hearts and the painful frostbite on your fingertips, maybe you too would get lost in this vast nothingness. Uh, so how's everybody feeling? Alright. Good. So, um, I, so is, is this where we're gonna wrap? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I have one last thing. Uh, um yep. <laughs> so Torben doesn't really have control over when he shifts back but just for narrative's sake um once we're outside and sort of sort of walking away uh from the building and sort of taking it in um Torben shifts back um with that same terrible bone splitting blood drenching uh change back into his human form and he is completely naked with nothing yep (laughs) no armor no clothes no weapons just naked is the day he was born shivering cold yep that's right he is a cold naked Hmm. boy (laughs) probably the only sound that can be heard is nefar's continued laughter (laughs) it's cold out okay (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um does poltroon the court jester have an extra (laughs) cloak or something on him that yotna can take (laughs) and give to torben uh yeah (laughs) yeah he he was waiting with he was waiting outside the whole time <laughs> um, he watched this thing and he's been, you know, fiercely juggling for yeah. the past 30 minutes. <laughs> we have a mule. Yeah. He's been watching the, watching mule. the, what, we have a donkey? Um, yeah, have? there's a mule. <laughs> he's been watching the mule the whole time. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so Paul Truman probably has a few extra pairs of clothes that like um, when Yotna is feeling more regal, she's got like a freshish pair of clothes. <laughs> um, yeah, so she can offer him something that from 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 that so Torba doesn't have to be just you know butt ass naked. <laughs> All right, it's a it's a very regal uh, woman's cloak. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's a woman's cloak. It's got a big hole in it. <laughs> Um, and it's Ill, ill-fitting because Torben is, like, a big, large man, and this was clearly made for a, a smaller woman. <laughs> but, but it's better than nothing. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, I think our first stop, um, before we head to Sarkash is finding, uh, hopefully some clothes and, uh, maybe a weapon or two for me, if, um anyone would happen to have um, my coin purse was in there <laughs> this is the the most the most comedic ending <laughs> and, yeah and he says this is like his rotting there's like chunks of his frozen rotting face falling off and everything and like there's still like blood on his hands from the transformation it is like not a pretty <laughs> sight is he's like Please, can I get some clothes? <laughs> uh, what a what a way to end this off. <laughs> to the nearest Walmart. <laughs> Would somebody like to roll me a d6? Somebody else. Um, I, I can. D6. Two. In the heart of Sarkash, fog and dusk shall breathe beneath the waking trees. That which has been hewed by man shall now hew in its turn. Ooh. Uh, and that is the session. <laughs> uh, next time, we'll we'll get Torben some clothes, and we'll figure out what the next part of our mystery is. Um, nice. Cool. That was fun, guys. <laughs> that was awesome. As you walk down the sidewalk, passing shops of all kinds, the cold wind stinging against your cheeks as the snow beneath your feet gives a light crunching, you see a sign above your goal, Chronicle Comics. You open the door, the ding of the bell letting the clerk know someone has entered. He looks up at your familiar face and says, Hey, uh, that comic you were picking up ended its run, but it looks like the company printing it as uh, something new out. And he hands you a comic. On the cover, a city along the water at night, searchlights across the dark sky. In each light are four faces with names and contrastingly colorful font below them. Falcon Girl. No, he would not be impressed. He'd be like 50 times more pissed than he already is at me. Royale. Yeah, watching and seeing what happens isn't stopping the crime. Remix. Am I the only one confused why Quasi can whisper? Quasi Raptor. Quasi never gets to eat. Above them, in white font with yellow bordering, the words Cape Chronicles. Available every first and third Wednesday of each month starting March 2nd, 2022 from Project Derailed, wherever you get your podcasts. It is cramped in here. 
I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship Bum on the polar ship. you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so uh, yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. Back on Toral, I was a nobody. I got teleported out here, and here I'm something. I'm somebody. The Voidfarer begins maneuvering towards this 200-meter-long space whale. To handle one of these, you need grit. Is that something you have? I'm a tiny little guy. Of course I got grit. If you tried anything, it would end very poorly for you. This alithid dreadnought warps away, accelerating the spell jamming speed as quickly as they arrive. Who the fuck? <laughs> What am I trying to say here, Ravnus? That we're crew. I like that. We're crew. That is a natural one. <sighs> you send yourself sailing out the side of the ship, untethered. Oh. I'm putting a python into the ground. I'm wrapping my rope around it, but I'm jumping into the gravity well. No. <laughs> a gnome, a halfling, and a half-orc walk into a bar. I forget the middle part, but the punchline is feathers everywhere, and that's not my peanut butter. I cast Tasha's in his laughter. Climb aboard for Tales of the Voidfarer. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my consequences have actions. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, way around. wait. Project derailed.com.